Welcome to another episode of the Learn Recruiter Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Clemenson, and if you're a recruiter, out on your own, or just lacking general guidance or mentorship, you've come to the right place. Our episodes are designed to give you the motivation, the advice, and the strategies you need to become the very best loan recruiter. So join us, grab a cup of coffee, and let's take your desk to another level. Now, today, I want to help you create a salary, gra- a salary guide for your market, Okay. So how do, you, how do you create a salary guide for your industry? Someone asked me this recently. A recruiter messaged me and said, how would you go about doing this? And I mean, not all of us are Hayes. Not all of us have the resources at our disposal to, to create these, these, these big documents. But I would also argue that it's actually not as hard as you think it is. So I've got six steps here that you can look at um, to, to try and create your own, um, salary guide that might be useful to, um, put out to your market, to, to, to be an authority in the vertical that you recruit in. You know, we know that these things are great for marketing and we, we get asked all the time by clients, like, have you got any information? So they are handy to have, right? And I just, I've got six notes here and this episode won't take a lot of time, but it will, it'll give you some ideas on how you might be able to get that data and how you might be able to put it together. And, and, and hopefully you can put something together that, 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 you can put out to your market and make yourself look like a fantastic, you know, a very knowledgeable recruiter. And that's the goal here, right? So one, um, the first the first thing I would look at is your own data, right? Your placement data. So if you've got um, if you've got a, a spreadsheet or your CRM and you've got all of the data input there for um, what your candidates were offered and what they accepted. It might even be candidates who didn't accept the jobs, but at least you know uh, what the offers look like. You might have interviewed some candidates that, and you might have all their salary data in your um, database. Um, it might be job specs that you took as well. So you're always going to get a range. I mean, the, the beauty of the placement data is that they're very finite figures and it's usually at the upper end of what uh, your clients are willing to to um, to offer, but in terms of your data, there's there's a few places there that you could look at, and I would dare say you probably could stop there. And I think most people will have that information. If you just sat down and did a spreadsheet, and, okay, last six months, what did I place? What have we placed? Just start there and fill it out, and just see what you see. You might go, okay, I got a senior in Sydney, a you know a principal down in Melbourne, whatever, whatever your data is, it is, and you can fill in the blanks then with maybe some interviews you took from good candidates you didn't place, or people who took counter offers, or even job briefs. And before you know it, you've probably got a pretty decent salary guide for your industry. But let's just say you don't. Let's just say you go, that's not good enough. I haven't been in here long enough, or I'm too spread out and I can't actually get enough data. Well, what else could we do? Right? Um, you could do a formal collection of data. All right, and if, if you're not set up for that, that can be quite daunting and quite tricky. But you know, there are email um, surveys that you can send around to your clients using like your Mailchimp's or Clavios or, or whatever those email um, um, providers are, and you could do a survey to your clients. So you might pick, I don't know, your, your key your key clients. Just hey, I need some help. I'd love to get some input on what your salary banding looks like. Um, it'll be confidentialized. What I can give you at the end of this is the results so you can kind of compare where you fit compared to uh, the rest of your competitors. Now, that's quite a good exercise if you feel you can pull it off. It's a big task, but if you do um, pull that one off, it can be quite successful because you can you can not only engage with your, your clients and have a really like a different conversation other than just recruitment, it's real value add. It's like you, you can give that back to them and say, thank you you're within the 50th percentile in terms of, of, of X, Y, Z, 
and therefore you're right in the middle. Or you might be able to say to them, hey, look, you are right at the bottom here. This is going to really impact your recruiting efforts moving forward. You might want to have to review that. And that can be really uh, meaningful um, for, for your client. But on the plus side, you might be able to say you're already top top payers. So, you know, we don't need to do much there. But that's something you could do. That That's the second one, doing a formal collection of data yourself for your clients. It's a lot of work. I understand that. Um, you know, an easier version of that would be, and, if, and it would just depend on how uh, how active you are on LinkedIn, but you could use LinkedIn to create a survey. Yeah, you might be able to put a poll and you might be able to maybe spread it out over a couple of posts, um, but you could you could do a poll around what are the you know what is the salary range for this type of skill or this level or within this city or whatever that might be. You'd have to come up with that criteria, but surveys on LinkedIn are quite good. Um, I mean, a little bit of a more diluted version of that would just be calling like a handful of clients, five clients, just ask them for a bit of information on their salary banding. You'd be surprised how willing they are to give you that. As long as you say to them it's confidential, you know, they don't want they don't want you taking that information and using it against them or, or putting it too too um, overtly out there in the market because you've got to remember they're going to have staff that are within that bracket but maybe at the lower end and that can that can be a difficult conversation for whatever reason they've deemed them at that lower end but if that information does get out and it's branded with their their brand so just be mindful of that when you're asking for it and just saying it's, it's, it's going to be confidentialized but I think that's another way you could go about doing it is just literally ask um, and then look we all know Hayes do a salary guide um, and and, and because they are in so many markets, uh, you can white label it. I mean, it's it's public information that they put out there. You could take the data that's pertinent to your market, if it is in there, and you could white label that and, and create your own version of that or even use it as a starting point. You know, here's some data on accounting and um, this is what they say. You might go, that doesn't look right um, or it's slightly different for the type of accounting I do or, or whatever that might look like. But it's a good starting point. The Hayes Salary Guide, um, and look the last the last way. Oh, sorry, I just hit the mic. The last way you might be able to create a salary guide for your industry is is actually paying uh, like a bet for a benchmark report. So I know Ibisworld, for example, or Aon, um, they do these. Like you can pay at least a thousand dollars. So they're not cheap, but they're they're, they're pretty decent and they're pretty um they're, they're they're pretty detailed reports. I've got some clients who use the Aon. Um, benchmarking report, for example, to make employment offers. And I initially thought, that's bizarre. like, really? Like, is it that accurate? And apparently it's very accurate. I, it, it was quite um, it was quite comprehensive. So if you're in one of those funny markets where you're not quite sure, maybe give Ibis or, or Aon a call and ask them, have they got data around your market and what do salaries look like? And and you might, you might find some really interesting information there. Um, I saw I saw someone else on a podcast actually buy the Ibis World um, uh, report for the recruitment sector, and they just went through some key stuff, and it was it was quite it was quite interesting. They went they went really deep, so um, yeah, could be worthwhile. Um, that's it. I mean, they're my six. I'm sure there's other ways you could do it, but again, I'm I'm of the assumption that you're short on time. You're not working for a massive company and you want a quick fire way to, to create a salary survey for uh, you and your clients. 
there are some ideas to get you going. Maybe I've missed some. And this this podcast is going to go out onto YouTube. It's going to go out to LinkedIn. It's going to go out to all of the different channels. But if I've missed any, let me know. Like, I love to hear from you guys. This podcast came up because somebody reached out to me and asked me that question. Um, and I gave them some of these answers, but I've actually gone fleshed it out a little bit more. Uh, and so hopefully that person's listening today. This one was for you. Um, and... Um, yeah, that's it. That's all we have time for you today. Nice, short, sharp episode. If you got anything out of this episode, as always, like it, share it, comment on it. What I'm trying to really get at the moment is uh, my five-star reviews up on um, Spotify. So if you are listening to this on Spotify right now, go up to the rate or the review button within the app. Go and click five stars. Absolutely appreciate that. Um, as always, have an amazing day. And may all your deals come true.